Hello, my dears. This is Annette of AnnetteLeonard.com, back with Chronic Wellness. Thank you very much for tuning in. This is my third segment of my interview with Mike Porath, the founder and CEO of The Mighty. Here we go. Um, I, I am a sibling of a brother with special needs. And so I'm, I'm relating to this uh, from that experience too. Yeah. And, and knowing that, that I overcompensated for that in ways, that it also meant that I didn't let James do things that were appropriate for him to do because I knew it was uncomfortable for him. And, and that was a dynamic that we had to figure out even into adulthood, you know, just the, those pieces that go along with these families that were... <laughs> Everyone uh, had experiences, you know, growing up. Yeah. Um, tell me what you, some things you've learned about yourself in parenting, um, Annabelle. Um, I think I'm one of the people in the family that has probably, you know, grown in terms of the empathy side. I'm naturally a very uh, competitive person. And, you know, I could see my myself, you know, um, without having Annabelle being that, you know, dad on the sideline who's really pushing his kids on the, you know, to be the best in some sport or whatever. And um, uh, I mean, you know, our other kids play sports and I love that. And, but I have been able to kind of pull back and mm -hmm. what, what are the real, you know, priorities, you know, and my wife and I kind of figured out pretty early on with Annabelle um, after getting her diagnosis, when we thought about, okay, how do we, you know, how do we attack this? How do we help her in all the ways we want to help her? What, what, what goals can we kind of set out there for us and uh, almost guideposts for us in terms of raising her? And we said um, we wanted to give her as much happiness, you know, as we could and as much independence as we could. And we, we didn't put limits on those things, right? It's we don't know what she may or may not be able to, to do or achieve or, um, you know, but it was more about if we can try to surround her with the people um, that will help her in that way, all the tools that we can give her, you know, and the love and care and all that. And um, I don't know that I would have been as thoughtful about what I want to give my kids had I not had Annabelle and had to think a little differently than, um, uh, than I, I guess I would have otherwise. Yeah. What a beautiful testament. <laughs> so if you were speaking to a parent who had newly discovered that they had a child who was not born as they expected. What would you say? What, what advice are you giving to them? Um, I think most people um, initially have that experience of th this was something that was unexpected. And most people, it's a very, it's a negative experience, right, to get that. You feel bad. You may feel guilty. You may feel I have no idea what to do because you don't have any idea what to do. There's no, you don't grow up knowing how to do any of these things. Um, but if you can actually take a deep breath uh, and, you know, and not focus on, you know, where you think the future is going, but on the day, on what can you do today to help your kid? Um, I, that was the best advice I got because, you know, one of the pieces of um, um, news or what came along with the diagnosis was that by five years old, we would kind of know the track of where my daughter was at, the trajectory of what she may be able to do cognitively and things like that. And that unfortunately stuck with me for <laughs> a few years. How could it not? <laughs> so you're thinking, okay, when she's five, we're going to have a good sense of where she's going to be able to get to. 
And in some ways, she's far outgrown, you know, some of those expectations. And in some areas, she hasn't done as well as we had, you know, been able to do as much as we thought she may be able to do. Um, but what I, but, you know, focusing on that was not as helpful as just, you know, what can I do today to work with her in the moment to help her? And um, that advice has, it's, it's decreased, I think, anxiety. It's made me, um, you know, it's no good to her if I'm thinking about the future, right? It's much more helpful to her if I'm present with her in that moment, whether it's reading a book or jumping on the trampoline or doing all the things that we do. Yeah. And, um, and so I've really tried to um, not project the, the future so much. I mean, you still have to plan for it in terms of life planning and things like that. But in terms of trying to figure out what it's going to look like, um, I, you know, I, I, when, I, when, I was, when I removed that, it was almost like a weight off my shoulders and I could just be present and, and help her, you know, day to day any way I could. Mm -hmm. um, acknowledging that guilt and grief Mm -hmm. are so often a part of the package of this is not what I expected. Yeah. Um, any words of wisdom about those two powerful emotions? Um, I think my, my wife has uh, talked about this quite a bit and, and she would say that um, it's, you know, she talks to a lot of new families um, who are diagnosed with my daughter's condition, talks, talks to the parents, you know, which is often one of the first calls that they, you know, first person that they talk to about what it. A gift. Um, and well, I, you know, I'll see her on the phone and then um, she kind of just gives me a look and I realize, oh, this might be a really long call. <laughs> right. And we, we were on the other end of the phone at one point where we were talking to, uh, you know, a family about all of this. So I get it. Um, but, you know, she talks to parents about, like, it's okay to, to grieve. Like, you almost grieve a, a bit of the future that you just had in mind and, and those types of things. And, um, and that's okay. You shouldn't feel bad about that. Um, uh, it will eventually actually get you, you know, to the point where you're, again, focused more on the kid and, and all the things you can do to be helpful. Um, but it's okay. It's okay. Like, it's, uh, you know, we, when we started The Mighty, actually, when we were thinking about the name for it, we wanted to kind of flip the idea of um, disease and disability. There's such a negative connotation with those words. They both start with DIS, right? Like it's just that, um, the dis, right? Like it's, it's seen as a negative. And our own experience was that there are some amazing moments that we have had with our daughter that were totally unexpected. We see, you know, we say the highs are higher and the lows are lower, raising someone like our daughter. Um, but our lives are much richer for it, actually. The depth that we experience is far greater, I think, than, you know, if we didn't have her in our lives. And so when we came up with the word um, or the, the brand, the mighty, it was, you know, we talked about all these amazing moments that we had had with her. And, um, and we, you know, we kind of broke those down into different um, you know, kind of the stories into words and the words into, you know, buckets, we ended up with strength, joy, and courage. Those were the three that we, you know, kind of fit all of these under. And then we um, looked at those three and tried to come up with a name that combined those and it ended up being, you know, the mighty. I love that. But going back to your question on all this in terms of the grief and all that, once you get through some of the, that side of it, it actually then opens you up to experience all these other things. Um, but if you are closed off to it because you're, um, you don't want to feel upset, but you do, like, it's okay. It's, a, it's an upsetting thing to get a diagnosis you weren't expecting, right? 
Um, one, but once you can accept that, it actually makes, I think, the future much easier. Mm. Well said. What a treat. The Stay tuned for tomorrow, episode four of my interview with Mike Poroff, and he will talk, among other things, a bit about the research, the documented evidence about the impact that the Mighty is having on people's lived experience on their actual lives. So don't miss that. Tune in tomorrow. If you have not subscribed to where you are watching or listening, I'd be so grateful if you do that. And as ever, I'm happy to hear from you. Your comments and questions are always appreciated. Um, and until we're together again, thank you for your time and energy and be well. <laughs>